Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. There is a place for you today, and if you're in our foyer, it's here in our sanctuary, so come on in. Uh, We are excited for today. Anybody in the house today love Jesus? Woo! All right, a few people. That's all right. We're going to preach today. We'll give everybody an opportunity to love Jesus before the end of service. We're going to have an absolutely phenomenal worship experience today. I'm so glad that you're with us. If you're a guest, we would love for you to stop by our table in the foyer at the end of our worship experience. Uh, Pick up a free gift. Get to know a couple of our leaders because we want to get to know you. We're so excited that you're here today. Uh, We will have an opportunity for our offering at the end of service. Uh, You can give in the giving box in our foyer, or you can always give online at hillsideassembly.org. Now, a few weeks ago, we were talking about missions because we love missions at Hillside, right? And so we talked about short-term missions trips that we are planning here in the future, and one of those was one-day experiences. Well, we have a one-day missions experience set up for Saturday, June 11th. Hiro is leading a team down to City on a Hill to serve in Milwaukee. If you would be interested in being a part of that team, see him today uh, at the end of our worship experience. We still have five slots available as of this morning. Uh, They're filling up fast, so if you want to be a part of the City on a Hill trip, make sure to see Hiro. And uh, Kaika is in the house today. Man, so excited. If you didn't know, uh, Thursday, Akaika, uh, he had a drag race with a car, and he lost, uh, got hit by a car, had several fractures to his leg, and had surgery on Friday. He's here in church today. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, all right, and I heard he was excited to be here today. I'm just going to tell you, you no longer have excuses to not come to church on Sunday morning. If you can get hit by a car, have major surgery, and still show up for church, all right, everybody needs to be at church next Sunday, all right? Well, we're excited for everything God's going to do today, uh, and we've got some other announcements, so let's roll that video this morning. Here's your announcements for Sunday, May 15th. Today, Mandy Kimes will be with us in our worship experience as we celebrate her ministry accomplishments to the Ripon College and the surrounding community. Summer camps are almost here, and registration is now open. Anyone wanting to send their students to camp, please see Hannah Granados following the morning's worship experience. 
Anyone who ordered a pizza from our African missions team, your order will be ready for pickup on May 22nd. Please have cash or check available to pay for your order. Saturday, June 4th at 5 p.m. will be our celebration banquet. We'll be providing a catered meal here at the church. The meal includes bacon-wrapped pork, baked potato, vegetables, side dishes, bread, and a dessert. Tickets are on sale today for $10 for adults and kids eat free. Please reserve your tickets by Wednesday, May 26th. Check your bulletin for other information and upcoming events here at Hillside. Now let's stand to our feet as we turn over the service to Robbie Gitzel and our worship team. Are you ready to worship? John 6.35 says this, I am the... And it's his presence. Said, yeah, I've done it several times. Then I was talking with Mike this morning, and he said, we've never sung that song here at church. Well, we're going to learn a new song this morning, <laughs> and it's called Hungry. Um, it's actually an old new song, <laughs> so a lot of you may know it. But as we sing this song, I just want to encourage you to hunger for the Lord. And then after that, we're going to sing the song, Holy Spirit. Just let God's presence fill your heart and let him fill you this morning. Falling on my knees, a bird. 
sing so I wait so I wait for you so I wait sing that again so I wait so I wait for you so I nothing worth more there's nothing worth more that will ever come close no thing can compare you're our living hope your
taste it and see of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone oh it's your presence lord lord we welcome you here we worship you holy before you and Jesus we need you today in our life we all come in with different experiences throughout this week some have come to this place this house of worship or are watching online that have had a week where they're weary where they're tired where they've poured out their life and and they're just feeling empty today Lord they need you 
Lord, we pray, God, for those who had victories in their life this week and, and they celebrated great achievements. But Lord, we need you. And Lord, we pray for those with wounded hearts, experiencing loss, frustration, confusion this morning. We need you. Lord, we all come with a different story. We all come with a different situation in our life right now, but we all came to the same place to seek the same Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit that we do not do life alone. And God, I pray before the end of this worship experience today that you would fill our cups to overflowing that there would be a newness and a freshness. And God, and I know in the moments ahead that today I believe some people are going to be called to let some things go. Let some things go and some things that maybe they, they never thought they could let go of. But Lord, I believe that today through the power, the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, you will enable us to let go of something because, God, you're wanting to release something new into our life. And, Lord, we need something new from you today. We need a new word in our life today. Yesterday's word was for yesterday. Today we need us through seasons of difficult that, God, you would bring healing in our community that uh, have had some outbreaks this last week, have gone into lockdown. And, God, we pray for those in those facilities that you may give them strength, that you renew, renew their mind, their spirit, and their body, and that, God, that they would know they are not alone, but the King is with them this morning. Lord, I pray that your presence would permeate those facilities today, that God, the enemy might say, no one can come in, but no one can keep the King of Kings out. There is no door that can be locked that can keep Jesus out. Lord, we thank you this morning that you are here to meet with us. And Lord, we surrender our hearts, our minds, and our issues for the next few moments that God, we might engage with you we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Yes. Yeah. Let's pray for that right now. Lord, we pray this morning that, God, if there is an individual here or even watching online this morning or even, even a part of our church family that's not here today, that God is having some type of issue in their chest, the tightness, Lord, we pray a release right now in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, you would be there, you would guide that situation to the conclusion that you have. You are a gracious, awesome, amazing God. And Lord, we pray for miracles to transpire in people's lives. And we pray for this individual. They would have all that they need, uh, that Lord, you would be their resource this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, before we transition with service, I, I think there is one little guy here who has something to say to some of our kids. So, <gasps> do you know what time it is? It's time for the AG Express Kids Ministry. So at this time, if all the kiddos can get up on their feet and head to the back door with Miss Jackie, we're going to have a great time down in Kids Church. 
Let's go! They're going to have a great time down there. Well, I know that Jeb would have loved to have been able to do this interview himself this morning, but you're going to have to settle for me. Uh, we are celebrating some achievements in ministry for one of our missionary partners, uh, not just a missionary partner, but one of my friends. I'm so glad to be doing ministry with this individual here in Ripon. I'm going to ask Mandy Kimes, would you come and join me at the interview table for a few moments this morning? Now, how many of you have ever had an experience with Mandy? Okay, so if you haven't, I just want to let you know, this lady has more energy than the Energizer Bunny. All right, I've never seen anybody who can beat the drum longer, better than you can, especially when it comes to bringing people to Christ uh, and serving people. So, uh, Mandy, you have been serving in this community for about nine years. And so uh, can you just share a little bit with us? Some of us may not know, but what, what have you been doing the last nine years here in Ripon? Yeah, so I moved here to work at a Christian camp. It was the camp that I became a Christian at. And um, for the first couple of years there, I was just like, man, I can't believe I live in Wisconsin. Um, I can't believe I get to work with kids that are coming to experience God, sometimes for the very first time. Um, but I, I eventually came to this moment. I remember I was running on a street, and God just spoke directly to my heart and said, Mandy, you did not grow up in the Christian world. You did not go to church every Sunday and read the Bible. In fact, you grew up around a lot of people who've never known me, who've never experienced my love. And I want you to intentionally find a place, find a community where you can be a missionary and where you can be a bystander as intense. And so I just started one coffee shop in town. Maybe that's all you're asking me to do. Um, but instead, he turned my heart and my eyes and my ears to the mission field of college students right here at Ripon College. Um, right at that very time, there was this amazing family um, that was moving from um, another place in Wisconsin to come do college ministry. And so for the very first time, um, there was college ministry starting at Ripon College. And so that's been going on for 10 years, and I've gotten to do that for nine years. And I've had the privilege of walking alongside students. Um, I've met with them um, on the bench, in their dorm, in my car, um, in all kinds of places. Um, sometimes they're just getting into the Bible for the first time. Sometimes they've never prayed to God before. Um, sometimes they, they are releasing some trauma or some um, baggage that they never thought they could even speak out loud. Um, but we've seen students come into freedom, um, come into a real relationship with Jesus. Um, and then we've also seen them go. Um, every year they graduate. In fact, today they're graduating. And we send them out to their mission fields, their jobs, their families, their communities with this amazing fire for Jesus. And so I've had the privilege to work for nine years um, doing college ministry. My coworker, Luke Hatfield, who's here today. Um, and it's just been, it's been life-changing for me because as I've gotten to minister to students, they've ministered to me. So, yeah. Uh, about seven years ago, I got the opportunity to meet you and Luke. Uh, moved here. I, I was coming from a position where I did Chi Alpha, which was college ministry, very similar to what you guys uh, did. And uh, my heart and the heart of our church now is to partner with people uh, for ministries that we can't necessarily be a part of ourselves, but partner with them and to help them. And so uh, could you just talk a little bit about our partnership as a church with, with you guys uh, over the last seven years? Oh, I might get emotional. <laughs> um, 
I think I've heard a lot of pastors say, oh, we love what you're doing. We want to support you. And I've always thought, man, that's great. They're going to pray for me. Maybe I'll see them once in a while, once a year. Um, but this has been completely different, um, having a relationship with Hillside. Right from the very start, it was like, Mandy, what do you need? What can we do? Um, down to the specifics, we have borrowed very random things from this church building. Um, we've had keys. We've printed things. We've. I remember one time it was like, Mandy, we just had all these this pie social for Thanksgiving. Do your students want some leftover pies? Of course they did. And so, I mean, I have never felt so supported, so encouraged. Um, any minute there's even an inkling that there's something that we are looking for or needing or, or could use as support, um, you through this church, you, Pastor Eric, have made a way, and we've just felt um, so such an abundance and such a focus on mission, and it's it's just provided such a fire and such a feeling of like we're all in this together, and it's more beautiful than I can even put into words. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing your office space. Thank you for welcoming our students. Thank you for doing the little hidden, unseen things that no one would ever know. Um, it has made such a difference, and and thankfully it'll continue to make that difference. Um. Mandy's getting ready to transition. She's going to talk about that in just a second. Um, but uh, I met with, with Luke uh, this last week, and we are going to continue our partnership with Luke uh, and the college ministry in great ways. And so uh, just because Mandy is transitioning out does not mean that our support uh, for his house will stop. In fact, I believe it's going to increase. Uh, and whether that's Luke, Luke flying solo for a while on the campus or he's able to bring in another partner with him, we will support them both. Uh, or however many leaders that you want to bring on, Luke. We are here to support you as a church. Uh, for just a second, hey, can we just clap for these guys in the service that they do for our community? Well, Mandy, a little while back, you came in to meet with me uh, in my office, uh, and you shared that you were prepared, that I can understand in opening. Definitely. To my heart was Mandy. I felt this amazing calling to campus. Um, the words that God really spoke to my heart was, Mandy, you're going to need to trust and obey me. You're going to leave what you've known, what's been familiar. You're going to raise all your mission support in one summer. Um, you may, like, people donated their toilet paper and paper towels to me because I literally just lived on my savings as I was starting in as a campus minister. And in this year, um, I've just been experiencing a different kind of exhaustion. I think some of it has come from the pandemic, some of my own personal things, and really just the nature of ministry. Like, living in the lives of so many students for so many years has been my greatest privilege, but it's also God's been kind of signaling, like, Mandy, it might be time to consider something different. And at first I was like, no, 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 no. I have my vision. I have my plan. I'm going to be this cute little old lady with those college students. And, and it's just going to be so good. Um, but God just kept saying, do you trust me? Will you obey me? And I remember the first time I started talking to Luke about all these things I was feeling. I said, Luke, I'm just scared. This is my heart. This is my passion. Um, I still so believe in the importance of reaching people for the gospel. I still love college students. I just think God's showing me that it's time for me to step away. And Luke just said, Mandy, you don't have to be afraid. When God is leading, when we're trusting, when we're obeying, he will provide, he will bless. And so we just started to talk more. We started to pray. We started meeting with other people in ministry and just listening without fear um, and really just being willing to say, God, do I trust you? Will I hold my plans and my life with open hands? 
And um, thankfully, he's just been leading me through that. And so as I found that it was time to step away, it just felt like I was jumping off a cliff, like I was doing a trust fall. Um, and God just kept saying, like, it feels unknown, it feels uncertain, but nothing is uncertain with me, and I never change. And so as we made that decision, it really kind of happened in March. I just said, well, Lord, what am I going to do next? Maybe my mom and I are going to move to Illinois, or my family is. But God just kept saying, Mandy, you know you love Ripon. <laughs> you know you love Ripon. You know that I've put you here. I've established you here. I've helped you make connections. I just, I love connecting with people. Um, I literally live right next to, like, the downtown. And every single day, I just walk my dog around. I stop by all the businesses. I get to know the people there. Um, and I believe God's been preparing me for this next mission field. And so in about April, I found out that the Chamber of Commerce was looking for a new director. And I was like, I like to direct people and things. Um, <laughs> I love to plan events. I love to help Ripon thrive. I also love to be a missionary in a place that isn't known to be a Christian environment, um, which could just be the business world of Ripon. And so I threw my hat in. I hadn't made a resume or sat in for an interview in forever. I felt very nervous. I mean, I was shaking. Like, and I just kept saying, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And, and so um, I never knew if I was going to be offered this position. And just in the end of April, they said, Mandy, we love you. We love your enthusiasm. We love your positivity. Um, we want you to come and be the director at the Chamber of Commerce. And so that's what I'll be doing after the mission trip here in the middle of June. And I'm just so excited. I'm excited that I get to live out my faith in a new way, um, that I get to be an influencer um, in a bright light, in a position that um, gets to make this place even a better place to be and to, to live and to visit and to have your business. And um, churches are members of the chamber, so I love that. And so that's what I'm doing next. Um, but I need all the prayers and all the encouragement. And you guys can come to Dickens of a Christmas. And if it's really good, it's because I helped plan it. <laughs> I believe that this is something that's been in the work for, for a long time in the kingdom. Um, and I know for our church, we truly believe that God has greater things in store for our community. And I believe this is a piece to that puzzle differently. In the week where I'm talking about service in the Chamber of Commerce, and uh, we want to let you know that we are going to continue to partner with you for greater things in this community and that Jesus would do greater things in our community. Amen? Now look, I know, this is like, this is the part where we're like, we should pray right now, we're all geared up. But you know what? I think we need to hear a word from God first, yeah. and then we are gonna pray today uh, for the things that God wants to do. Is that cool, church? Can we do that? Let's hear from God. Thank you, Mandy, for coming up. Hey, would you guys give her another hand this morning? I'm on the clock because college graduations today, so I've only got so long that I can be preaching. So uh, we'll get you out on time, I promise. Um, I know some of you were disappointed because uh, shortly after I became the lead pastor here was the first opportunity Mandy had to speak uh, at our church. And uh, I remember someone coming up to me after the service and they said, it's a good thing we hired you and we did, because if not, we would have hired her for our pastor because she can preach. Uh, and so you never know. I believe that there will be opportunities in the future for Mandy to speak at different things here at our church. Because uh, man, let me tell you, that girl can preach. Uh, she is a great communicator of the gospel. 
Well, I want to talk to you this morning what I feel that God's laid on my heart, and it's this. It's about seasons of release. Seasons of release. Things come in seasons in our life. Let's take a look at the Word of God, because the Word of God tells us that in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Thank goodness. There is a time to dance after a time to mourn. Amen? There are still good times ahead this morning if you are in a season of mourning. Verse 5, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain uh, from embrace, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, and a time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for everything in our life. Things in life come in seasons. And all of us here this morning go through seasons. Life is meant to go in seasons. So there's a start to a season, and there's an end to a season. And some seasons run really smooth. And some seasons in our life, they're a little chaotic. Look at the spring season we're having here in lovely Wisconsin. One week it's raining, it's monsoon season. The next week it's 90 degrees. This week actually looks like it might be spring. I mean, who knows what this week might bring. Sometimes there's weird seasons. God didn't create us for our lives to stay the same, but he created us for our life to experience seasons. To transition from one season to another sometimes can be difficult. It can be challenging. This morning, I know that sometimes we come to church and we put on the church mask and we smile and we pretend everything's okay. But look, I realized this morning every person in here is in a different season. Some of you are in seasons and you're celebrating and that's awesome. We've got college graduations today. We're celebrating. Some of you are in seasons of victory. You've, you've accomplished some great things this last season. You've, you've been able to achieve some of the lo- long-time goals that you've had in your life. That's worth celebrating. That's, that's victory, and that's hardness. And for others of you feel like your growth is just kind of in a season of it just kind of going at a snail's pace. We're all in different places. Of all the seasons in our life, though, I will say this, probably one of the most challenging one is the transition from a time to hold on to something to a time to let go. The season of letting go, the season of release is one that is hard. It's one that is so difficult. And sometimes God will call us to release things in our life that we never thought we would release. Because it's just not the things that are bad for you or hurtful or painful that God will call into seasons for us to let go of. It's sometimes it's the good things. It's the great things. 
This morning, Mandy shared the last nine years. It has been great nine years. It's a season to let go. It's a season to let go. Let's look at, at someone from the Bible who went through one of these seasons. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, the Lord had said to Abram, also known as Abraham, Go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever causes or whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. God wanted to bless Abram. And I want you to know this morning, God wants to bless you. That's good news. God wants to bless you. He wants to do things in your life that you, you can't even fathom. You can't imagine the things that he can do internally in your heart and in your mind, in your family, in your workplace, in your community. God wants to bless you this morning. For Abram to receive this blessing from God, he had to follow the Lord's command. The blessing came when Abram was able to release what he knew. This morning, I want you to know the same scenario plays out in our lives today. God wants to bless your life, but we must be obedient to the Lord. In Abram's case, the command was this, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. The command was to let go. Let go of his country, the nation that he had grown up in. To let go of the people that he grew up with, the relationships that he had. The, 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 think about this. Everything that he knew revolved around the area that he lived in and the people he did life with. God said, I want you to let them go. From your father's house, I want you to let go of the place that you live, the sheltered place that you've been in, the place that you feel safe. I want you to let go of that, and I want you to go to the place I'm calling you to. Let go of the known. That's really what was happening here. God was challenging to let go of the things you know. That's your comfort zone. That's your safety net. That's what you know. I'm saying, would you let go of that, Abram, so I can do something new in your life? Something powerful in your life. Many of you know Michael W. Smith. How many are familiar with Michael W. Smith, the name, if nothing else? When you think about his music today, you primarily think of worship music. That wasn't always the case. This last week, we got to watch a little bit of a documentary. My wife was watching it. I stepped in just at this point, so I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but this fascinated me. Michael W. Smith, when he started his music career at the time, was, was others um, worship what we would consider worship music. But there was a season in his life where God called him to let go, to step into the unknown. And in January, February timeframe of 2001, Michael W. Smith woke up in the middle of the night, and he said, "I heard the Spirit of God speak to me." And the words were for such a time as this. And he felt impressed 
to begin to write worship music and to begin to, to develop an album of worship music. He didn't want to do it. He's like, this is not what I'm called to do. This is not where I'm from. This is not my comfort zone. This isn't, this isn't where I'm at, God. But God continued to press on him for such a time as this. Michael W. Smith got together with some of the other artists in, in Christian music at that time. They put an album together entitled Worship. That's the actual title of the album. That album was released on September 11th, 2001. For such a time as this. No one else saw it coming, but God did. Do you know out of that album, we still sing songs today in the church that were written off that album. Christian artists say that there was a, a moment at that generation where there was a, 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 just a switch in Christian music and worship began to ignite for the next decade. What the enemy would use for destruction, God was ready to move people's hearts closer to him. But Michael W. Smith had to let go and grab a hold of what God had for him. When Abraham was sitting here and all of a sudden uh, he hears this word from God to let go of what he knew, Abraham agreed before he ever even knew a direction. He didn't know north, south, east, west. He had no idea. He just said, trusting God is enough. Verse 4 of the, ver the chapter I just read says this, so Abram went as the Lord told him. This implies that Abram left his place before he even knew what direction he was supposed to go in. They got on the road and said, okay, wherever God leads. It's pretty impressive. And I've been there. And there are times where God will say to us, I want you to release what you have before we ever know what God is going to put into our hands. See, it's an interesting thing. We, we've got to be able to release something in our life so that we can receive what God wants to release to us next. See, because if I release what I've got to Robbie and I pass the baton, my hands are now free to receive the next thing God has for me. And for you this morning, maybe there is something in your life. There's something going on right now that God is trying to speak to you about saying, it's time to let this go because I have a plan for you. And for me to step, have you step into that, you've got to let go of what you have now so that you can hold on for what I have for you tomorrow. Are you ready to let go? I want to tell you, God is not punishing you. God is calling you. When God tells us to let go, it's not to punish us. It's because he's calling us. It can be scary, but I will tell you it is the path of blessing, the path of growing our faith. Point two this morning, we've got to do what we can. We find another great example of a season release found in Exodus chapter 2. And if you've been coming on Wednesday nights, you probably already know where we're headed with this. Let me read just a little bit of this for you. Just 10 birth to a son. He had a, he went once. But when she could, he was a fine child. She hid him for three months. 
But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it in tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Because if you're unaware of this passage of Scripture, what was happening is the Hebrews were in Egypt, and they had this really great relationship with Egypt at one time. But over the generations, it had diminished, and the current Pharaoh did not realize the blessings that flowed out of the partnership with the Hebrews. And so he turned on the Hebrews out of fear, afraid that they would overrun the Egyptian population, and they began to kill the children of the Hebrews. That's where this mom was at. Talk about a desperate situation. Verse 5, then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister, Moses' sister, asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take the baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew old, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. For three months, Moses' mom did all that she could. She hid Moses in a very difficult situation. She then realized the only chance that her son had to be delivered was to let him go and let God do what only he could do. This must have been the most painful emotional moment perhaps maybe in all of Scripture, a mother having to surrender her child. But she did what she could do. She prepared Moses the best that she could do in the time that she had. The Scripture says that she got a papyrus basket and she coated it with tar and pitch. She built a makeshift boat for her son Moses, the SS Deliverance. Here it was. It wasn't fancy. Just this basket, another basket on top, covered in tar, waterproof it. Here she is, and the only thing, when she puts that basket in the water, because look, we're, we're not talking about like an American river. We're talking the Nile. There are crocodiles and hippopotamuses and all sorts of things. The only thing stopping those gators from eating that, bas- that basket was the hand of God. That was it. Write this down if you're taking notes today. Destiny is the place where our preparation and God's purpose meet. This mom had done everything that she could do, and then she let go, and God stepped in and did what only he could do. When you've done all that you can do, you have to let God fulfill his purpose the only way that he can. Do you need to let go this morning? Maybe God is calling you to let go of a position like Mandy shared this morning. Maybe God is telling you to let go of a ministry this morning so that you can step into something new. Maybe it's a relationship that God is telling you it's time to go your separate ways. You might say, Pastor, that cannot be true. 
The church should never, as Christians, we should never let a relationship go. But the Bible shows us there is an example in the Old Testament and the New Testament that there are times sometimes where we have to go our separate way. Come to a resolution. Both still love Jesus, but realize they were no longer good together. So they needed to go their separate ways. There are times where we've got to let go of relationships and go our separate ways. Maybe you need to let go of some pain or wound from your past. It's haunted you. You've held on to it. It's become this bitterness inside of you. It's the thing that holds you back like an anchor. And God's saying, it's time to let it go so that I can do something new. Maybe you need to let go of a season of mourning. And listen, I'm going to tell you, we all need to go through seasons of mourning in our life. It needs to happen. It's a healthy process. And I can't tell you how long your season is supposed to last. I don't know how many days, how many weeks, or how many months it's supposed to last. And listen, just because we stop mourning does not mean that we stop, we forget the people that meant something to us. But I've seen the danger of staying in a season of mourning for years and years and years. I knew a mother very well and their kids, and one of their older children went on a missions trip, and she died on this missions trip. It was tragic. But this mom never let that go. And for years and years and years, and, and they, they, they just made this, this whole thing about their daughter and how great their daughter was and how she was this amazing. And she was. But all of a sudden, every one of her younger kids lived in a shadow of a daughter they could never live up to. Because there was a mom who never could get past the season of mourning to let it go to be the mother that she needed to be to the rest of her kids. I can't tell you how long your season needs to be, but listen for the Spirit of God to speak to you about those issues. Final point this morning, distance might be needed. If you're like me, when there's a problem or a situation, it's challenging. Uh, your first reaction is you, 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 you want to fix it. Anybody else like that? Like there's a problem, you're just like, well, just uh, we'll fix it. We'll get right on top. We'll fix it right in the moment. Anybody else have a problem letting things go? Is it just me? Can I tell you yesterday I had to let something go? Because I was up here doing a wedding yesterday, and I called the bride the wrong name. Yeah, it's not good, <laughs> all right? Like in that moment, I was like, where is a shovel? I'll just dig the hole myself. It's okay. And in that moment, I'm trying, then I'm trying to move forward. And as I'm reading the things in my notes, I'm like, I'm like, this is going on up in my head. And I'm just like, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. You're preaching about this tomorrow. Learn to let it go, man. Learn to let it go. The whole time I'm up here. I'm just like, don't do anything else, stupid, please. I'm like, I'm glad they paid us for the wedding before the service. Let me tell you. But you've got to learn to let things go. I have a hard time with that, especially when it's a mistake that I've made. But sometimes we need distance. We've got to let things go. We've got to let things go. In the scripture that we read about Moses, there was another character that often gets left out, and that's Moses' sister. The scripture says that she stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Now, look, maybe she was the typical big sister, and she's like, <laughs> You're gator bait, buddy. <laughs> no, look, I don't think that was her heart. I don't think that was her heart. If I had a sister, that's what she would say. I know it's my, it's my what my brothers would say. Um, 
I think that she stood at a distance to see what would happen. She could not run and engage and be up close to the situation because had she done that, the door of opportunity probably would not have opened for Moses to be delivered. But because she stood at a distance for a period of time, she was able to perceive when the door of opportunity opened. And when it did, she then walked in it. And um, <laughs> she left that because, look, we all want to fix things. But church, I'm going to tell you something. In this season in my life, God is teaching me the importance of listening. Because sometimes you got to be at a distance for God to do what he needs to do. We got to be at a distance because God needs to set some things in motion. He needs to set up the situation so that what he wants to happen will happen. And then the spirit will lead us when it's the right time to step into the situation. It's difficult. It's challenging. And look, the enemy comes in. He whispers all these things. You're failing because you're not fixing this. You're failing because you're not doing more. You're failing. But you've got to listen to the voice of God above the voice of the enemy. We've got to listen to the voice of God above that voice of ourself. And when God says, it's time to sit on the bench for a minute, it's time to back away, it's time to release this and let me do what I need to do. There are some situations in my life I will never be able to fix. But my prayer is, as I let them go, that God might be able to fix those issues. Sometimes the only way restoration happens is to let go. I know it's difficult. I know it's challenging. But I believe it to be true. Guys, we're not going to show that last video. I want you to know this morning, God may call you to let go of a lot of things. The one thing that he will never call you to let go of is Jesus Christ. If you were here on, on, on Good Friday, we showed that video talking about you need not say goodbye. There's a lot of things in our life we need to say goodbye to, sometimes for a season, sometimes for a lifetime. But the one thing we never need to let go of is Jesus. And maybe right now you're in a season of your life where it's Saturday. Jesus died on Friday. Saturday was a day where there seemed to be no hope. This thing was over. Every single one of the disciples, all the people that had a relationship with Jesus, that believed he was the Savior, were in this season and a place. It may have only been 24 hours, but that Saturday had to have been the most difficult time of confusion, frustration, mourning, not knowing. Did I waste my life? Total confusion. What do we do? How do we pick up the pieces from here? But then Sunday morning came. If you're in the Saturday, keep holding on to Jesus because it's a season. And Sunday morning is on the horizon for you. Hope is on the horizon for you. Resurrection is on the horizon for you. Sometimes God calls us to let things go before we know what the next thing is. Worship team, if you'd come.
I'll preach on this, I think, in a few weeks, but something that God spoke to me this week. It's not always what it looks like. Sometimes we're in a season and we pray and we think, all right, we, we, this is it. This is the moment where God's going to come through and God's going to do something for me right now in this season. And then it doesn't pan out the way that we thought it would. And we're like, where, where did God go? I heard his promise. I heard his voice. I felt his presence. But it didn't turn out the way that I thought. Maybe like Joseph, promised by God that he'd be in a, a place of leadership, that God would use him to do great things. He finds himself abandoned from his family. It's like, ah, oh, it's in Pot Potiphar's house, thrown into jail. Back to the bottom again. But Joseph held on to the promises of God. He held on. He was in that season of Saturday and the unknown and the confusion. He held on. And then there was this guy who was there and he had the opportunity to interpret this dream for him and, and told him that his life would be spared. And he said one thing to him, look, when you go to Pharaoh, remember me. And I'm sure that he thought, here's my chance. Here's my opportunity. This is the door God must have for me. This has got to be the baton that's coming my way. God's going to get me out of here. But when that guy got out, he forgot. But Joseph held on to the promises of God. And God would deliver him from his prison. And he would make him the most second powerful man in Egypt. But Joseph had to go through the season of Saturday. And I know, I know in my spirit there are people here today, you're in the season of Saturday. You're in the place where it's not working out the way that you thought it would be. I'm, I, I understand. I can relate. This isn't what I thought God was going to do. But what I'm telling you, I'm learning. What I believe God wants to teach you as well. And as a church right now, it might be Saturday. It may not look the way that you thought. But Sunday morning's on the horizon. And my promises will come to pass. God is not done working in you, in your family, in your relationships, in your workplace, in your calling, and he for sure is not done doing things through our church and in our community. There are greater things ahead of us than behind us, church, but we got to hold on to the promise and hold on to Jesus until Sunday morning comes, and it's his time to do what he wants to do. We got to let go of our expectation and say, God, it's your timing, and I will be ready. I might be at the distance. I might not be right up on the situation, but I will stand like Moses' sister, and I will wait for the door of opportunity. And when you say it's time, we will step into it. Church, if you feel comfortable, would you stand? I want us to go back into worship before we pray. Some of you are in a desperate place, and the best place to be when you're desperate is surrendered to Jesus. It's not reaching for the fringe. It's not, it's not going out and being crazy and grabbing a hold of bad doctrine. It is being solid in the word of God and surrendering to the Savior. One of the best ways we can do that is through worship. 
Would you join us one more time as Robbie leads us in this song, and then we're going to pray for God to do some incredible things in your life today. Robbie, lead us one more time. Hungry I come to you for I know you satisfy. I am Jesus, you're all this heart is.
moment, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you to close your eyes in this place. No one's looking around. You're just focused on you and Jesus. God's got a promise for you. He wants to do more in and through your life. He wants to bring healing to some areas. But God also has an expectation that you will be obedient to Him. And right now, if you're in this place and you're just going, Jesus, I know you're speaking to me about letting some things go. No one's looking around. It's just you and God. Would you just raise your hand to heaven to say, Jesus, I acknowledge that you are calling me to let something go in my life this morning. Thank you for being honest with the Lord this morning. Thank you all around this place. Let's pray this morning. Jesus, we need you. In fact, grab the hand of the person next to you this morning. We don't want anybody left alone. You're going to be the vessel God's going to use to bless somebody great today. We're going to pray for that person on your right and left. Lord, I pray this morning. God, one of the most difficult things in our life is to be able to release things into your hands. It's complicated. It has to do with something with the way that our flesh operates. It's challenging it's difficult but this morning you such a season as this eating of your spirit pray for your power to be unleashed in this place god i believe that there is power when we release from our grip the things that you've asked us to let go of that there is then a release from heaven that comes god we believe we are in a season of release this morning and that god would you help us to let go of the thing that we need to let go of right now whether it's a pain and a wound of the past, whether it's a position or it's something in the way we serve, maybe it's something that we own, maybe it's something that, that God, you just, it's something else completely different from anything I talked about this morning, but your spirit knows it's bringing it to our attention. We got to let it go. And God, I pray as those individuals are obedient to you, there would be a release from heaven unlike any they have ever experienced. They would pick up the new baton that you're wanting to put in their life and they would run with endurance the race you are marking out for them. God, I believe great things are in store for the people who have been honest and open with you this morning. And letting go sometimes is not a one-time thing. It's something that, that we've got to work at to actually let go. Well, we mean it, but Lord, when we leave this place, we'll want to pick it back up. It's Holy Spirit, convict us. Do your work within us. Remind us that no, 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 you need to let it go. Lord, I pray for those right now who are in a season that they have to stand at a distance over a situation that they want to see resolved. It's hard to do. But I pray that they would be empowered by you to do so. And that when the season of opportunity avails, when the door presents itself, that, Lord, they would know it's you. It's not by man's hand that this door has come to pass. And they would walk through it with excitement and anticipation to walk into the unknown following you. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, I'm going to ask Mandy if she'd come one more time. I'm also going to ask if a few other people could come and join us on the, the platform. I'm going to ask Adrian, Hannah, and Nick if they'd come at this time. Because we have reaped the blessing of a relationship with you. 
um, you have served well. You have served well. And you have raised some amazing, great people, you and Luke together. Thank you guys so much. You've given us some amazing leaders uh, in our church. And uh, we want to thank you for your time and diligence. I know this is the part where you cry. It's okay. Um, I'll cry too in a minute. God is good. He is faithful. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us. We've partnered with you for the last seven years on the college campus. Mandy Hillside Assembly partners with you now on this new endeavor on the door that God has opened. And we pass a baton to you of leadership. <laughs> your favorite color. You were wondering this whole time why I asked you what your favorite color was. It took a while to find one that was purple, but we found one. Um, we believe that God has ordained you for such a time as this. Our community needs you. And uh, it is awesome and a privilege to know that there is a woman of God at the leadership role and that great things are going to be poured out in our community. As you have been, as you have released, I believe God's about to release new things in our community. And instead of having me pray for you this morning, as much as I want to do that, I'm going to have these individuals pray for you. So who's first? Have you pray first. Thank you, God, just first for calling Mandy to come here. In order to come here, she had to let go of what she was doing before she came here and, and had to obey you to do that. And I know that there are just so many people who have been impacted by that. I like to think that Mandy's choice to come here to Ripping College for, for these few years has eternal consequences, eternal blessings for many people, definitely myself included. And, and that's, in a, in a beautiful way, will just fan out more and more as people Mandy impacted will go on to impact other people, like myself, that just have such an amazing eternal impact for the kingdom. If Mandy wouldn't have made that step, I know my life would be extremely different, and, and I know many other students can say exactly the same. And it... They're just the, the ribbon would just not be the same. Ribbon College would not be the same if Mandy hadn't come here. And I know I'm extremely thankful that, that Mandy had come here. When I attended my first CCF meeting as an atheist, it was Mandy's kindness and, and showing me that I was wrong about Christians. It, it was Mandy that made me want to come again and again for more meetings. And I know I, I just know that, that more students have felt that way in the past few years. And as much as I've been impacted by Mandy in the past, I know there will be more people like me impacted by her in the future. Dear Jesus, thank you um, that you see the whole mural that you're painting in all of our lives, even when we can't see that far ahead. And for all the steps that Mandy have, has come through to gain this position of leadership, um, that just like with Joseph, how you had a road laid out way before he would ever know um, that Mandy would come to Camp Grow and um, after that, that she would have these nine years of leadership at the college um, along with Luke, that they would 
be able to touch so many students' lives, um, but you've slowly brought her up in leadership roles to get ready for this one, um, and no one would have ever seen it coming before that. So thank you um, that you opened up a position just at this time so that we could have uh, someone who's following you fill that role. And uh, thank you that uh, Mandy will be able to stay with us. I pray that you would help our partnership as a church with her, um, that if there's things that she needs to better her role um, in leading um, many things going around in Ripon, that we would do that, but also that you would now use her to give back to this church and that in all the churches in Ripon, now you've given her a position um, where she can better lead away and lead in a, in a manner that is honoring you. So thank you for all the doors you've opened and the doors you've closed in order for us to get to this position. And I pray that uh, you would take what you've given Mandy and what you've given all of us and that you'd help us to give back to not only you, but to this community and that we would um, help to change people's lives. And thank you for choosing each one of us to partner with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hannah has some flowers for you. I'm going to ask one more time. Do you want to say anything, Hannah? Okay, we're good. <laughs> she told me that earlier. I just wanted to double check. Um, wait, can we just give it up for Mandy one more time? Her service to this community, her service to Jesus. Well, I think what we're going to do is I'm going to ask Robbie, I'm going to ask you, would you pray for our offering, the closing service, but then you guys can lead us in that last song as we're leaving today. Um, man, hasn't God's spirit been sweet today? I mean, it's been a different service, but it's okay to be different sometimes, isn't it? We should be going to say this to approve of that. You can dare it, put it in with your offering. I just make sure it's clear so we know what is designated towards her, but we would love to financially bless you as well for your service uh, to our community. And so uh, I'm going to let Robbie pray over our offering and lead us one last song as we exit to, to exit today. Lord, thank you for the blessings that you give to us. And one way that we can give back to you is through our tithes and our offering. But it's more than just the money that we give. We give of our lives to you. God, you have given us so much. And we give ourselves back to you. And we thank you for the blessing that you have given to us. As we sing this song, The Blessing, Lord, remind us that you are still here with us and that we are to be a blessing wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Bless you.
Sunday. Have a great week.